Well, good morning, Covenant Network. Happy Friday to you. I'm Adam Wright. This is another episode of Roadmap to Heaven. It is Roadmap Roundup Friday on this March 18th. It's a it's a good day. I mean, we're, we are sandwiched today in between two wonderful saints feast days, St. Patrick yesterday and St. Joseph tomorrow. And it's also Fish Friday because it's Lent. So maybe a fish sandwich today. I don't know. And now I'm getting hungry. We should pray before we go any farther. Here to help me this morning with our prayer and then later with our conversation, Gabe Jones and Ben Grijalva. We'll say hello to them in a moment. But let's get to first things first. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. The Lorica of St. Patrick I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through a belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth and his baptism, through the strength of his crucifixion and his burial, through the strength of his resurrection and his ascension, through the strength of his descent for the judgment of doom. I arise today through the strength of the love of cherubim, in obedience of angels, in service of archangels, in the hope of resurrection to meet with reward, in the prayers of patriarchs, in preachings of the apostles, in faiths of confessors, in innocence of virgins, in deeds of righteous men. I arise today through the strength of heaven, light of the sun, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of the wind, depth of the sea, stability of the earth, firmness of the rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guide to guard me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's hosts to save me from the snares of the devil, from temptations of vices, from everyone who desires me ill, afar and anear, alone or in a multitude. I summon today all these powers between me and evil against every cruel, merciless power that opposes my body and soul, against incantations of false prophets, against black laws of pagandom, against false laws of heretics, against craft of idolatry, against spells of women and smiths and wizards, against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul. Christ, shield me today against poison, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, so that reward may come to me in abundance. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left. Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down. Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of every man who speaks of me. Christ in the eye that sees me. Christ in the ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through a belief in the threeness, through a confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions this morning to the greater glory of God. 
Our Lady of Fatima. Pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray Pray for for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 We'd also like to remind you this morning that we have been asked to pray a novena in anticipation of the Holy Father consecrating Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary one week from today. That novena began yesterday. Um, We go to the Blessed Mother. There is no surer safer, faster, better way to pray through her intercession than to pray the rosary. So I would like to ask you today, uh, implore you really with great urgency to pray your rosary today for the intention of Russia and the Ukraine and for peace. Uh, and, and it's a simple, I mean, it sounds simple. It's, it's very profound. But we need to go to the Blessed Mother, and this simple action has great power. So please take that time to pray the rosary today. Gabe Jones, uh, you're looking a little tired there. You look like you got something get, you're going on this week. I've Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to leave town, and uh, just was up too late last night getting ready. And uh, that's not good prudence on my part, but I'm here. I'm you can, awake. You can sleep on an airplane. Exactly. What else yeah. can you do? That, that's Yeah, that's what airplanes are for. And boy... Tell you what, something about the airplane and just the, I don't know, the engine humming and I don't know, there's something about that that just puts me to sleep. It's yeah. like so. white noise. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's it's the most relaxing sleep unless you're by a stranger and then I'm sorry, sir or ma'am. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to stay awake. You, right. you shouldn't have to suffer through this. Uh, new to the roundup this morning, but not new to Covenant Network, Ben Grijalva from Assumption Parish Matisse is with us. Ben, good morning, sir. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Besides tired and ready to go on vacation? <laughs> oh, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm well. I'm awake now. I have my coffee. That's you know. There you have it. I will tell you, Adam. Go. It was kind of nice to get up this morning and not have ice to worry about or you know, snow, cold. I could just kind of get dressed. We had the window open. Yeah. Last night it was kind of for nice. the first time in months. The windows were open. You can hear the raindrop. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, love it. I love it. Well, gentlemen, we're here to talk about spiritual things today, and I want to start with this prayer that we just prayed, uh, the Lorica of St. Patrick. What a great prayer. I mean, you talk about there, there are prayers that are good, and then there are prayers that are intense, and this is definitely, I would put this in the intense category, and I just wonder, uh, you know, we talk about beginning the day with the morning offering and offering the day to God, but then all of the challenges we'll face in the world. And Lorica, Ben, you had to look this up. Is I sure did. I am a rookie to the word. All right. So tell our listeners, what is a Lorica? Uh, it's basically armor. It comes from uh, the Roman word for armor or like chain meal, basically, uh, which is you know part of a knight's armor. So this prayer, um, Lorica of St. Patrick, is kind of his spiritual armor and defending himself from all things evil or that can take him away from God. And yeah. I, I found it to be very profound. Um, admittedly, I've never, I'd never heard this prayer before, and um, I found it to be real, lack of a better word, really deep. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think of this as St. Patrick in a, you know, the abridged history of St. Patrick. If you don't know much about him, he was a slave in Ireland. And then he was freed, and then he becomes a priest. He becomes a bishop, and, and the Pope says, I'm going to send you back to the place of your slavery. And instead of saying, yeah, no, thank you. I, I don't want to go there. He says, all right, let's go. And, uh, you know, he knew what he was up against. And yet he he doesn't go in there with a fighting spirit, you know, sword and shield like we might think, but he puts on this spiritual armor. 
and um, I just I love it. Gabe, anything yeah, that sticks so, out to you? I, well, I was going to say, you know, the Lorca of St. Patrick, you often might hear it referred to as the breastplate of St. Patrick, right? But to get to that mm-hmm. armor, right? This is the breastplate being the, the front piece of armor you have to cover your vital organs, right? So um, it, it makes a lot of sense there. But um, to, to your, you know, your abridged version of St. Patrick's very short. The uh, Augustine Institute actually has a really great audio uh, theater version of the story of St. Patrick. And uh, I would highly recommend anybody who wants to get into the story of St. Patrick. Uh, you know, obviously it's dramatized and everything, but there's different character actors and voices. And uh, it's called The Trials of St. Patrick. Uh, just a wonderful, my kids love it. We've listened to it in the car on road trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like an eight-part series. So all right. which is all about the life of St. Patrick. I just wrote that down. All right. There we, you go. We've there seen, you there's a children's video uh, about the life of St. Patrick that my kids watched numerous times. But now I'm going to look that up. Yeah, there That's, you go. That'd be good. Well, I'll just say this. I arised today through what? The grace of God. I mean, the, the, it's, it's an elongated way of saying that, but through the grace of God, Despite everything that's happening in the world, I arise today, and who's who's with me to protect me? If I just if I can have the ability to remember it, you know, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ beneath me, to my right side, to my left side, above, below. You know, it's not that our Lord leaves us abandoned, but we have to remember to turn to Him, and sometimes that is the hardest part: is to remember that in each and everything we're doing, He's with us, and we can ask for grace, and we can ask for help and that is something we should do let's stop here and get a check of the weather forecast as gabe said it is raining but beyond that i don't really know what it's going to do but mike roberts does so let's go to him now today is the feast day of saint cyril bishop of jerusalem and doctor of the church born in jerusalem in the third century he grew up with an education in his faith and in philosophy Cyril became a priest and was ordained by the Bishop of Jerusalem and eventually became the Bishop of Jerusalem himself. Arianism, which denied the divinity of Christ, was spreading rapidly, and among those who supported Cyril's election as bishop was the Arian Bishop of Caesarea, Acacius. When it became clear that Cyril was not going to support Arianism, Acacius led an effort which resulted in Cyril being driven out of Jerusalem. Though he later was cleared and restored, it took a long time, 11 years. Half of the time he was Bishop of Jerusalem, Cyril was in exile. When he finally did return, Cyril found Jerusalem in crisis. Crime was rampant and so was schism and heresy. It was so difficult that even St. Gregory, who had been sent to help, left in despair. Both Cyril and St. Gregory went to the Council of Constantinople where the Nicene Creed was proposed. There, he accepted the word consubstantial, that Christ is of the same substance and nature of the Father. In battled and attacked, Cyril managed to hold the church in Jerusalem together during an extremely difficult time. He died in 386 and was named a doctor of the church in 1822. St. Cyril, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. We are back. It's Roadmap to Heaven. Roadmap Roundup Friday. I'm Adam Wright, joined by Gabe Jones and Ben Grijalva. 
Gentlemen, I'm going to say this. As much as I love the prayer of the Lorica of St. Patrick and I, I love all things Irish, I had a, a good joke yesterday with Father Michael Rainier that uh, I was wearing this obnoxious shamrock jacket, and he, he was laughing at me. And I said, listen, I'm Irish every day of the year, and if you tell me I'm not Irish enough because I don't wear green on March 17th, then I'm going to wear something over the top, and you're going to be like, yeah, let's not tell that guy to to dress a certain way anymore, you know? Um, but St. Patrick's Day, it, there's this video that goes around talking about the uh, many analogies for the Holy Trinity. And, you know, that's one of that the things. Donald and Connell. Donald and Connell. Yep. Um, one of the things St. Patrick's famous for is the explanation, his explanation of the Trinity. And yet, and yet, it's also a mystery, right? That as much as we might think we understand the Trinity, um, we don't. You know, we do, but we don't. We, we we get three distinct divine persons, one nature, not three distinct natures, you know, um, one God, not three gods, one God. And, and Frank Sheed, we actually read this the other day on the show, has a great, great breakdown, a great analogy of that as well. But as much as I, I think I understand it, then I'm like, oh. There's always more I could understand. That's kind of the beauty of our Catholic faith. Um, you know, we've got we've got a radiothon next week, and that's something that always comes up on the radiothon. People saying, "Well, I listen to Catholic radio because, as much as I think I understand, there's more that I could understand, and there's always more to know." And um, Gabe, isn't that the truth? I mean, what the, what's something that now that you've been a practicing Catholic for thirty plus years? You're a pretty smart guy that you find yourself saying, "I need to dive deeper into that." I mean, there are a lot of things, uh, just uh, the beauty of, you know, our liturgy, the beauty of these different prayers, lives of the saints, uh, and then all the theological teachings. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing that came to mind when you asked this question was, um, it's not so much a teaching, but the thing I would like to better understand is time and God's relationship with time and how, you know, our eternal life in heaven is lived in time, I guess, right? That's, that's just a fascinating thing to think about, I think, because, you know, uh, like the prayer we just prayed, the Lord of St. Patrick mentions, you know, Christ's descent into hell. We pray that, obviously, with the creed every Sunday at Mass. Um, that's a fascinating thing, that, that Christ, you know, went into this, you know, limbo to, to take the ancestors, you know, the, the Abraham and Moses and all that, and take them to heaven, but but God is also outside of time. So how long were they there? Were they there? You know, it's just, there's fascinating things when you start thinking about time and God's relationship with it. Yeah. You know, it, it's, for me, it's one of those things that the more I cannot answer the question, the more I'm like, I'm glad I have faith because, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, I have no reason to to doubt. I have no reason to think, well, this isn't true. But then my kids ask, well, how does that work? And I say, I, I don't know, but. God willing, one day we'll find yeah. out. So how do you how do you teach your children? It's like they come up to you with some problem. Well, you just got to pray about it. Yeah, but Daddy, this thing happened yesterday. Well, God doesn't have any boundaries of time. Okay, so which one do I pray to? Father, Son, or the Holy Spirit? <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> you know, crickets for a second, and then you kind of try to dive into it and and uh, explain what the Trinity is. But of course, then you have to talk about the leap of faith, right? You have to believe and you have to learn to talk about mysteries. And I think children understand mysteries better than we do because their minds are still so wide open 
and um, uh, you know, getting back to being open to grace. So much of it's letting go of what we think this world is about, and we'll never fully understand the Trinity on Earth once we get to heaven. It's all going to be wide open, but we have to be open to that grace. That's that's the way I look at it, is try to look at it with the mind of a child because my grown-up mind is it's too caught up in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, we sometimes get a, almost a cynical view as an adult. Oh, well, you know, yeah, such and such, that's, that's what we say, but it's not really what it is. And, you know, no, it, it really is yeah. what it is. You right. know, I, I think <laughs> I, I was talking about this the other day that um, every, every year at Easter time, um, we'd go over to my grandma's house, and one of the things that uh, would happen, we'd be there for dinner, and we'd stay late enough that one of the TV networks, this was back when we only had four channels on TV, um, they would show the Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston, and that reminder that even as Moses goes up Mount Sinai, that the way God appears to him is somewhat hidden because if God would appear to him in fullness, it, you know, mind blown, not figuratively, literally, we wouldn't be able to handle it. It would, yeah. it, it, you know, they say you would die. Um, but one day, as St. Paul reminds us, we will be able to see the fullness and it will all make sense. And uh, what a what a grateful attitude we'll have. Well, you know, what a glorious day that will be. We're going to pause here and take a break this morning. When we come back, we're going to be talking about rituals and uh, not just the rituals of the liturgy, but the rituals of daily life. You're listening to the Roadmap Roundup here on Covenant Network. We'll be back after this. Well, I don't know about you, gentlemen. I have not had my cup of coffee, Ben. I know you've got yours, but I I am waking up, and uh, the love of God has got something to do with that today. Ben Grijalva, you were saying during the break that you are currently in the process of doing a little bit of home improvement, and you're putting down a floor today. Yes, indeed. Um, I I remember when we we redid the hardwood floor in one of the rooms of our house to see if we felt comfortable. We had just bought the house. We hadn't even moved in yet. We had six months between when we bought the house and when we were getting married to get all of these things done to the house. You know, we were, we were going to be do-it-yourselfers. And um, we were going to strip and refinish the hardwood floor and what was going to be our bedroom. And that was going to be the test. If we could do that, we would feel comfortable doing the rest of the house. If not, we would hire it out. Needless to say, we hired it out. <laughs> um, you know, but the, you know, here's the thing I learned, and this is what I love about this. We're, we're going to talk about ritual here for a moment in our prayer lives we hear all of these things and we say oh you know i should do that i should do that i should do that when it comes to refinishing a hardwood floor there are things you should do you should uh, put finish down you should let it cure you should do a scratch coat put more finish down Uh, you should patch all of the holes in the floor you should sand Uh, but lest you think both in the spiritual life and in the hardwood floor refinishing that the order does not matter there are some things okay the order does not matter but there are other things where the order matters greatly. Like you wouldn't put your finish coat down before you sand. Right. Or you wouldn't do all of your, your finish work and then do your wood filler. You, you sand, you patch, you nail down any loose boards or anything like that before you even think about putting that first coat of finish on. Um, rituals, they're, they're all around us. And I'm curious, how do rituals help you, not with your, your remodeling, but... <laughs> Um, with your prayer life and, and just with your daily life. Well, it, it, we talked early in the morning about discipline, right? And I think that has a lot to do with um, 
maintaining rituals. Uh, and there's some rituals we fall in love with, and there's other rituals that, um, uh, when I say we are kind of referring to our family, and then there's other rituals that are just that are just hard to do when we're all so busy. The ritual of praying a rosary together every day, as beautiful as a rosary is. Some days we don't get it done. You know, it's 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 difficult. Um, uh, I, the rituals I really love the most, though, have a lot to do with this with the sacraments. Uh, for me, one thing I learned uh, early on in life was uh, just making sure I get to confession. You know, that that to me is doing that regularly helps me a whole lot. Helps me keep focused, and it helps me keep the door open to receiving grace. So if I had to say this is the one ritual that, that I've tried to maintain um, on a regular basis. And what does regular mean? I think it means different things for different people, right? But I think Pope John Paul II, he was, he was in that confessional, what, every week? Yeah, you know? at least. And he was a pope, right? <laughs> yeah. Every week, right? So do I, do I say I go every week? No, but uh, I'm there at least once a month as a ritual. And... Um, you know, maybe once every three weeks, depending on what I need uh, to keep me going and, and reset, reset and keep opening that door to grace through that, that one ritual, which is an amazing sacrament. So that that's me. Yeah, that's great. I would say um, in addition to that, you know, obviously confession is crucial and, and all the sacraments and everything and going to mass on Sunday. That's an important ritual. Um, you know, Adam, we've talked before. I've been on here enough like... Uh, I'm not a perfect Catholic. I, I you no, ask, no, you're, you're a practicing. I'm a Catholic. practicing Catholic, right? We all are. We all should be. And even though you and I and Ben were here to talk about our faith on public, you know, airwaves where everybody can hear us, we fail at this. And so when when you say ritual, it's like, well, what ritual do we have that we do regularly? And there's there's a lot of variation in those rituals. But one thing that does stick out to me is when we go on family trips in the car. Um, I try to make sure that we pray a rosary right? As we set out on our journey, you know, and I think that's, it doesn't always happen, right? It's not every trip because sometimes, you know what? Dad forgets and mom forgets and we get going and things are happening. We just forget to say that rosary. But when we do it, um, and we do it regularly enough that it is a ritual and it, it just has a, I don't know, it just feels right to do that, right? To set off on a journey, you know, you're going on a couple hour road trip, maybe visiting grandma and grandpa, and let's say a rosary to pray for our protection, pray for grandma, grandpa, pray for all these things in our life. I don't know. There's something about that ritual. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you know, now you've got a new prayer from today. You, I know you've prayed this before, but you can take the Lorica. You can put I've on. Only just like the short part. Yeah. The, well, the last little part. Well, take this on with you. Now you've got the long one. You've got, yeah. you've got the armor you can put on uh, before going on the road trip or before getting on the plane tomorrow yeah. morning. You know, arise today and or arise tomorrow, God willing. Yes. Too. Yeah, You know, I, I find rituals, uh, I, I say this, I said this in the uh, talk I gave Wednesday night out at Our Lady Parish in Festus, that um, our house runs at its best when we are faithful to our rituals. And not just our prayer rituals, but our, our routines that we have said. You know, with five kids, it's easy to get disorganized. And once the train's off the tracks... I mean, it's not like, it stays oh, off. it just hey, jumped I have three off kids and, and, and jumps I back have on. trouble getting back on. <laughs> you know, when that train derails, it, it is a sight to see. And, you know, we'd have the backpack routine and, and we'd have the uh, the prepping everything for the morning and packing your lunch and putting it in the fridge. And, you know, one of my goals for this week has actually been I've been shelf by shelf deep cleaning the fridge and taking things out, throwing, the, you know, that old jar of pickles that's been in there for two years away. 
um, wiping down the shelves and all of that so that we can get back into those routines. And I, the, the way I said it the other night was it's a lot easier to be open to grace when you're not worried about where did I put my shoes? It's a lot easier to be open to grace when you're not worried about why don't you have a school uniform? I told you last night to get your school uniform ready. If I would have just walked around the house at bedtime with them and said, all right, show me your uniform, show me your belt, show me your shoes. Great. Good job. You have it all together. I'm proud of you. I love you. Everybody gather together and let's pray. Now, there's also great consolation in that. Last night, I was in charge of uh, bedtime routine because I walked into the room at the right time. And they're, they're, all, they, they, they're on spring break this week. So they decided they were going to have a sleepover last night, and all five kids were sleeping in one bedroom. They've got a fort made, yeah. and they're you know they're sleeping on the floor. And I just walked in and I said, "All right, here we go." In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angel of God, and that's all I have to say. And they take it the rest of the way. Um, it got a little sing-songy too, and I, I'm like trying to hold back that I'm finding this amusing as as they were praying. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and I'm like, oh, this is great. But they, you know, the the thing is, because of the ritual, they know to pray that at bedtime. Yeah, and we need it. We need habit. We call those good habits what? This is your bonus catechism question today. A good habit is a. Uh, uh, I don't know. Here's a hint. It's not a vice. Oh, a virtue. Yeah, yeah. Virtue okay. and vice. They're yeah. just they're habits. They're rituals. And if they're bad yeah. rituals, yeah. they're vices. And if they're they're Good rituals, good habits, their virtues. So that's uh, what we're going to say on that. We are going to take another break for you here this morning. And when we come back, we will have our actual catequiz question for you. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Our catequiz question today is dedicated to St. Joseph and that solemnity. Which pope, here's the question, which pope declared St. Joseph to be patron of the universal church? Which pope declared St. Joseph to be patron of the Universal Church? I'll give you a clue. It was one of the popes named Pius. And you know, Gabe Jones and I and, and Ben were remarking during the break, it's like one of those pricing games on, on that game show. It's like higher, lower, Pope Pius V, higher, sixth, higher. It was Pope Pius IX who declared St. Joseph as patron of the Universal Church, which we celebrate tomorrow. And I love in the decree, it's a very short decree, less than one page here, uh, he says, as Almighty God appointed Joseph, son of the patriarch Jacob, over all the land, over all the land of Egypt, to save grain for the people. So, when the fullness of time had come, and he was about to send to earth his only begotten Son, the Savior of the world, he chose another Joseph, of whom the first had been the type, and he made him the Lord in chief of his household and possessions, the guardian of his choicest treasures. Indeed, he had as his spouse the Immaculate Virgin Mary of whom was born by the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who deigned to be reputed in the sight of men as the son of Joseph and was subject to him. Uh, And he goes on, and Pope Pius IX issues the decree that March 19th henceforth be celebrated as a double of the first class without any octave, however, because of Lent. And uh, so since that day in 1870, December 8th, this was proclaimed. Uh, We have celebrated the solemnity now, as we call it, of St. Joseph on March 19th, because Pius IX said that's when we will celebrate it. And, you know, the year of St. Joseph that we just concluded last year, why did that begin? Uh, You know, why did that begin on December 8th on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception? Well, because 
that was the day of the decree 150 years prior so and and ben i love what you said there that you know saint joseph doesn't get an octave because of lent and isn't that just you know that's like so typical saint joseph okay fine celebrate but i'm just going to go back to to being over here doing what i need to do for the good of our lord in the church yeah, I just yeah. have to. I got to keep building. I got another room. I got to add on to somebody's house down <laughs> yeah. the street, right? Don't mind me. You, you all do what you're going to do. I'm going to be over here protecting our Lord. Yeah, uh, you know, protecting. I the have church. to keep providing. <laughs> kind of how we should all be a little bit uh, sometimes, a little, uh, you know, not trying to take the spotlight so much. Yeah, which we all tend to do. I, I was thinking mm-hmm. about how you know that we we often pray through the intercession of Saint Joseph, Terror of Demons. It's one of my favorite invocations mm-hmm. for Saint Joseph. But I was thinking about the 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 line in one of the prayers that even the demons even fear him while he's sleeping, right? And do you guys ever have those moments with your kids, especially like when the kids were young, really young, that they they come into your room and we always keep because we're guarded about media, we keep the TV remotes with us so like at the end of the day i don't just put them on the entertainment center or whatever we don't have an entertainment center we have a mantle i don't put them there i actually take them into our room and put them on my nightstand and i hear the creak of the door and i just lay there still in bed which should be their first clue that i'm not snoring you know if i'm not snoring i'm probably awake and i hear like you get it no no you go get it but what if he wakes up you know, we'll be in a lot of trouble. And, they, you know, they think I'm asleep, but yet they are still afraid. And, I, and I, I said to myself, I wonder if that's what it's like with the demons. You know, oh, Gabe, he's like ripe for the picking right now. We should go. But but wait, he's devoted to St. Joseph. Yeah, but he's sleeping. Yeah, but, but what if he wakes up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope they think that. Yeah. I'm not sure they do, but I hope that the demons think that. That guy, he put on he put on the, uh, the Lorica. And he's devoted to St. Joseph. Yeah. Let's, let's go find a different room. You know? yeah. Let's go, let's go find somebody else. else. Yeah. Wait, yeah. isn't that, a, isn't that a, a bowl full of rosaries next to his pillow? <laughs> I think we picked the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, Although you got me thinking about something else now with the kids waking up in the middle of the night to watch TV. I don't think my kids have ever done that. Unless that I've known of. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that you've, that you've known of. Yeah. All right, mm. so speaking of St. Joseph, like I said, yesterday we celebrated St. Patrick, and uh, tomorrow we celebrate St. Joseph. Um, it's a good reminder for us to celebrate the saints, whether it's our patron saint, our uh, you know the, our named saint, our baptismal name, um, a saint that we have a devotion to. Um, there are different ways to do that, and as you know, Father Kirby and I were talking about this earlier in the week. A great way to celebrate Saint Patrick is to go out there and do some evangelization. That's that's a good way, but that's not to say you couldn't have the the green bread or the green popcorn or the green corn- beer. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> corned beef. I had I, went I had to mass yesterday. Father wasn't wearing green. No, he was wearing purple because it's Lent. Actually, we wore, we wore white. Oh, I went oh. to the oratory. Okay, okay. There you go. Yeah. Let's get back to this here. We're, we're getting <laughs> off the rails. Talk about getting off the rails here. I'm so sorry, listeners. Gabe, how do you celebrate the Saints' feast days in your home? Uh, so uh, we keep different feast days. We we try to remember to celebrate all of our patrons. You know, for all the kids, for for me, for Sarah. Um, just in various ways with, you know, maybe we'll have a, uh, special meal or some sort of a treat that day. Maybe, uh, you know, we'll try to maybe say some prayers. Um, uh, I like to, uh, one of my favorite saints, uh, is St. Ignatius of Loyola. And so his feast day is July 31st, which is also my baptismal day. And so, uh, I try to remember that day and I wear a black dress shirt when I go to work, uh, in mm-hmm. honor of the black robes, right? You know, that's what yeah. the Jesuits were referred to. 
by the Native Americans when they were evangelizing. So try to wear a black shirt on July 31st. You know, just like little things like that um, throughout the year. Uh, there's an obvious one uh, for the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. Past six years, this will be the seventh year. We've, I've done a pilgrimage. So, you know, that's one way to honor various saints. Do a pilgrimage or something. But yeah, so that's just some of the, you know, I, I think it's, there's a saint every day. So if you if you sit there and you go, well, oh, yep, yep we're going to celebrate today. We're going to celebrate, you know, Saint, you know, such and such from, you know, the, the first century. Uh, you could kind of get carried away because that would give you an excuse to celebrate every day. And, you know, like during Lent, we need to do our fasting and abstinence. But um, it's it's still worth finding those particular, those favorite saints that you want and uh, and celebrate those. So just mm-hmm. don't go too crazy with it. I'm going to just say right away, Christine, my wife, is the reason that I'm able to know what feast days are coming up and when to celebrate. She keeps the family calendar, uh, which is a blessing and a curse sometimes, right? But uh, all the it's, all, it's a Catholic calendar, so we have all the feast days on there. And she, she does a much better job than me of keeping track of all the patron saints, Um but yeah, we, we, we check the calendar and, and sometimes there are saints like what Gabe is saying, you know, there's so many of them out there, right? It's just, it's hard to keep track, but, um, uh, you know, St. Joseph's obviously a big one. Um, uh, St. Anthony, uh, that, that, that's a saint that, um, for me has a little special I meaning. The first time I ever remember praying to a saint, I had lost my baseball mitt. I was 12 years old and St. Anthony, I said, I heard, I heard that there's a St. Anthony helps you find things. And sure enough, I prayed to St. Anthony and then I turned over one more, one more curtain and there was my glove. And so I'm just kind of looking around like, was that you, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I have to admit that, uh, uh, St. Joseph's my big one, but my wife helps us keep track of all the, all the saints in the world. (laughs) Growing up, not far from your parish over at St. Francis of Assisi, we would always on, I forget what day of the week it was, but when we were in the uh, middle school grades and we had our level mass, um, where just those three grades went to 8 a.m. mass, that was the day they always prayed the novena to St. Anthony, and they had the, the laminated cards, and we were always like, oh, mass will be longer today. We have to pray this novena. And now that I'm older, I'm like, Adam, you were so foolish. What a great opportunity that was each and every week and, and, and the beauty and the prayers. But I had never, I'm like, why are we praying to St. Anthony? This is St. Francis of Assisi Parish. You know, what's up with that? And then it's like, he was a Franciscan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. But, you know, it's a good reminder not to just blindly celebrate every saint, uh, which you know, that's All Saints Day. We can celebrate that right. on All Saints we'll Day. And, all and you should. I love, like, I love with the weather report, listening every day and, and getting, getting here's the saint of the day. But it's the, I think the homework is go out and find out who are the saints that are tied to your household that you should have particular devotion to and foster to. So, you know, if there's a Saint Ben or a Saint Gabriel, well, Saint Gabriel, the Archangel. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, him. yeah. You may have heard of him. Yeah. It's coming um, up next week, actually. You know, and, and. See, how do you remember that? I mean, you know, uh, I put it in my phone sometimes. Yeah, well, like, yeah. They, they they pop up. I do my daily readings. And it's oh, it's the feast day of so great. And then I try to learn about that saint, right? Because like, just saint number one hundred and fifty three. Pray for us. No, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it takes a little work on my part. I have okay. Let me read about this saint so I know what they did when they were around. But I mean, the, I mean, I'll I'll admit, you know, having a patron of you know an archangel, 
St. Gabriel, right? His whole story is kind of in the scripture. Like we kind of know what that's all about. So that's kind of easy to, yeah. to know the story of. And uh, Here, Here's something I love date, about devotion to the saints is it's the reminder that as, as messed up as I get sometimes, there are saints out there that were, you know, they had their issues too. And I remember early on in the show doing an interview about a book, Complaints of the Saints, and I said to the author, she goes, how are you doing today, Adam? And I said, oh, I don't have any complaints. And she said, then you're not trying hard enough. You know? <laughs> and that there were grumpy, curmudgeonly saints, too. And yep. yet they, they put that aside to become saints. So, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but um, I love the saints. And I just want to celebrate as many of them as we can. But I want to celebrate the ones closest to our home. We're going to take a break here, get you one last check of the weather and the daily dose of encouragement. When we come back, we are going to wrap up the show Uh, including praying the litany of St. Joseph. It's a, a good way to pray today. So stay tuned. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Normally, Friday would bring an end to our theme of the Daily Dose of Encouragement, but we are in the midst of three weeks reflecting on the Stations of the Cross. And so today may be Friday, but it is not the end of this reflection. Today we reflect on the fifth station, and here to help us is Patty Schneier. We're talking the fifth station, and that means Simon helps Jesus carry his cross. And when I think of this, <laughs> I just think of Simon, and I think, wow, he woke up that day and just went out in the field, and boy, did he have a change of plans, right? That his day did not go as he thought it would. And that happens to us so often. How many times do I set out? I've got my to-do list. This is how my day is going to go. Change of plans. Something else comes up. That's our opportunity to be like Simon. It's our opportunity that if I have to change my plans to help someone, I pray that I will do so willingly, right? So some things come up in our day and we got to change plans, but the virtue that we need to grow in here is generosity, generosity with our time, generosity with our plans. So I pray that I will be more like Simon and just, if I have to change my plans, I got to change my plans, but that I would do so willingly and not be forced to do so. Secondly, I pray for those who really need help. And there are a lot of people who need help. Think about this, mental help, financial help, medical help, marriage counseling, rehab for addiction, spiritual help, whatever it is, our loved ones, our friends, that they will get the help that they really need. Not just a handout, not just false compassion, but real help to help people change their lives. So on this fifth station, I pray that people will get the help, that God will send them a Simon, or that I will be that Simon for that person. I pray that I will be able to help someone carry their cross today and that God will show me an opportunity to do that. And then finally, I pray in a special way. I pray for any woman who's facing a crisis pregnancy because she needs help to choose life for her baby. That's just a special thing in my heart. So always on the fifth station, I pray for her. So today, I want you to all ponder this fifth station that Simon helped Jesus carry his cross. Who in your life needs help what can I do? Lord, show me. Maybe that's just your prayer today. How can I be like Simon? And then look around your day today for opportunities to help someone. And it might involve a change of your plans. Well, Patty, I know this has certainly been a help for me, and I'm confident to say a help for many of our listeners. I look forward to continuing these daily doses of encouragement on the Stations of the Cross when we come back on Monday.
We are back. You're listening to the Roadmap Roundup this morning. I have to tell you, these daily doses of encouragement with Patty have been absolutely great on reflecting on the Stations of the Cross, and uh, next week is going to be just as good. So if you are not listening to those on the airwaves daily, uh, if you're not able to listen to them on the airwaves daily, it's a good reminder for us all that they are available in podcast format. Whether you have a favorite podcast player, you can just search Daily Dose of Encouragement by Covenant Network and you will find them, or you can go to OurCatholicRadio.org. That's OurCatholicRadio.org. Click on Programs, and you'll see the Daily Dose of Encouragement, and you can listen to them there as well. You can share them, and that's a, a, what a great way to evangelize this Lent, to say, hey, let me send you these daily reflections on the Stations of the Cross, and it's, what, three minutes a day, and I think people will like that. While you're there, be sure to check out Roadmap to Heaven, too, a little shameless plug for the show. It's not uh, shameless. No. <laughs> no, there's no shame. All right. We want to end a little early today so that we can pray the Litany of St. Joseph. So normally we'd be coming back with another topic, but as St. Joseph's feast day is tomorrow, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Christ, Christ have, mercy. have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have, Lord mercy. have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, Christ graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have, have mercy. mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have, have mercy, mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray, pray for us. Renowned offspring of David, pray, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray, pray for us. Diligent protector of Christ, pray, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray, pray for us. Joseph, most just pray for us joseph most chaste pray for us joseph most prudent pray for us joseph most strong pray for us joseph most obedient pray for us joseph most faithful pray for us mirror of patience pray for us lover of poverty pray for us model of artisans pray for us glory of home life pray for us guardian of virgins pray for us pillar of families pray for us solace of the wretched pray for us hope of the sick Pray for us. Patron of the dying. Pray for us. Terror of demons. Pray for us. Protector of Holy Church. Pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Jesus. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Jesus. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us, O Jesus. He made him the Lord of his household. And prince over all his possessions. Let us pray, O God, God, in your ineffable providence, you were pleased to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother. Grant, we beg you, that we may be worthy to have him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. St. Joseph, pray, pray for, for, us. for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, gentlemen, i got to tell you, as we were praying that prayer, uh, we've prayed this game how many times as part of the roundup, you know, seemingly monthly or every other month? Pretty frequently, yep. It, it sticks out to me that what we ask. Grant, we beg you that we may be worthy to have him for our intercessor. And... How much I struggle with that, that there are people that I should be praying for, and I'm like, oh, I don't really, they don't, I get arrogant. I'm like, they, they don't, they're not even worthy of my prayers right now. Why should I pray? Why should I pray for them? And really the question is, why should St. Joseph pray for me? Have you seen my life? I'm kind of a mess sometimes. Isn't As he kind said, of busy? He's got other things to We do, try, right? and yet how often we fail, and 
that's the beauty for me of the saints is because they get it, because they are with God in heaven and they see the big picture better than, than, than we do, they say, worthy or not, I, I'm still going to. I'm still going to pray for that guy. Now, we shouldn't take that as a hard pass. Like, I don't even have to try to be worthy because the saints are going to pray for me. No, that's wrong. But to say, uh, wow, I, am I even worthy of their prayers? And yet they're, in their generosity, they pray for us. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a humbling thought to think that, you know, yeah, we are just pilgrims on our journey and uh, we, we want to have these intercessors, but. There's a lot of other people asking for their prayers too. So yeah, yeah. but again, that comes back to that time thing I mentioned at the beginning. How well, do do how do they do it? How do they do it? Uh, well, one day I hope to know. Yeah, one day I hope to know. I want to leave you with a couple things here. Uh, the Shrine of St. Joseph in downtown St. Louis, just north of downtown, is celebrating the Solemnity tomorrow with noon mass. They'll have uh, some beautiful music with choir and organ and brass. There'll be the blessing and distribution of bread, as is traditional. And all are invited. It's, uh, like I said, just not far from downtown at 11th and Biddle. Or if you're coming from the Metro East, just drive right across the uh, the Stan Span, as they call it, the Stan, Mor- Stan Usual Veterans Memorial Bridge. You'll see the steeple for the church, the steeples for the church. So that's uh, one thing going on. And I know uh, Mike Roberts has very ex- been very excited about a parish retreat they're having tomorrow at St. Mary's in Alton on um, – Ignatian spirituality. It's a one-day thing. You can participate digitally. I, I don't know if there's still time to register, but go to stmarysalton.com. That's stmarysalton.com for more information on that. And you can, uh, you know, maybe if you're able to go, you can go. What a great way to spend a Saturday in the season of Lent by doing some reflection. Um, it really is practical guidelines from St. Ignatius on Freedom from discouragement is what it's called. I had to pull it up here. So uh, check that out, stmarysalton.com. And, you know, if you have something going on in your parish, send us word here on the show. We, we always love to share what's going on. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to fish fry tonight, but I encourage you, go to your parish fish fry or go to a uh, Such a, a competitive near- thing. Isn't this supposed to be about Lenten sacrifice, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making it competitive, Ben. I say find a fish fry. And it's not competitive when Assumption in South you. County is the best one. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't want to no, go there. No, no. <laughs> See, we were having such a lovely end to the show, and you had to put that out there. Um, in St. Louis, it's all about perspective with the fish fries during Lent. I've learned that as a uh, former Californian living in St. Louis. So. What was the one I heard this year? The, the hotter the cod, the closer to God. Right? <laughs> These statements have not been evaluated by the spiritual director of Covenant Network. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hey, if you enjoyed today's program, I want to encourage you to tune in next week for the Radiothon here on Covenant Network. We are supported by listeners like you. If you love Roadmap to Heaven, then tune in and support, and then we'll be back with you with more Roadmap to Heaven a week from Monday. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Pray your rosary today.